time to welcome Dr. Andrew Corbett back to uh, the Airways for another Wednesday morning discussion. Hello, sir. Today, I want to, I guess, talk about how people can become better organised. And I'm aware that in school, we there seems to have been a shift where um, we we used to have it that schools helped us to educate our kids. Schools helped us to do do the things that that would just assist us in in raising our children. There seems to be a shift now. The shift is well, we'll just let the schools do it all, and it's just not possible for parents, I guess, to abdicate their their role. Now, this is not a let's beat parents up session. This is a this is hopefully some tips to help parents to be able to uh, impart and invest into their children in a way that you, you just can't possibly expect a, a school or a classroom teacher could be able to do. There's lots of things kids will learn at school. They'll learn how to count, how to read. They'll learn where countries are. They'll learn a bit of history. They'll do physical education. They'll learn a little bit about chemistry and physics and so on. But there are some life skills that they will almost certainly not be taught. And these are these are some of the things that I think parents have a wonderful opportunity to impart to their children. One of the most basic life skills you're going to need is just how to get organised, how to organise yourself, how to be able to uh, become not just busy but effective. And this is one of the frustrating questions that I get asked, and I'm sure you get asked as well, Cameron. Have you been busy? And you feel guilty if you say, no, not really. But, true, true. But the idea is that apparently if you are busy, you are achieving something. And I, I've met many, many people who are very busy but don't get much done. And I admire people who seem to live at a, at a, a steady pace. They, they don't get flustered a lot. They are able to be, here's the different word, effective so I want to look at the habits of these people. These are the five habits of effective people. So there is a difference between being busy and being effective. Busy, I guess, is the picture of being on a rocking horse. You're going back and forth quite frantically. Gee, there's a lot of activity happening there. But you're not going anywhere. It's the difference between getting on a horse and being on a rocking horse. So the difference is one of effectiveness. So here's, let's go through the five habits. We'll start with number five. The five habits of effective people. The, and we'll count down five to one and the, where it starts, so we've got the, this sort of this foundation at number five, is I've noticed this, that effective people have routines. They do things regularly. These, these people, they, they have a, a, a very, almost a very regulated life. They, when I see people who are busy but not getting anything done, when I see people who are uh, frantic about trying to, to do things but not actually able to get any headway, it, I, I, I see that they don't have routines. 
They don't have a regular get-up time. They don't have a regular go-to-bed time. They don't have a regular lunch time. They don't have a regular meal time. They don't have a regular space where they where they read and invest into their own lives. Their lives are hectic and skeltered. They they just are not living their lives with routines. Whereas effective people, they will have lots of routines. They they have routines for things like this. They come home, they put their car key somewhere. You ever you ever about to rush out the door and you go, Oh, where's my car keys? Yep. Well effective people take take the time to have a routine where they put things. They fold their clothes, they hang their clothes. they do all these supposedly boring things because they know that if they can establish routines, it will help them to be effective. One of the things that parents can do to help their children is enforce routines. A regular get-up time, a regular bedtime, a regular meal time, and preferably, if you can, if parents, if you can organise a meal, an evening meal, where you're all sitting at the table, no phones, no TV, no internet, no screens, just dinner time at the table where you can do something that's a little bit radical and it's called talk to each other. <clears throat> I don't know if it'll catch on, Cameron, <laughs> but it's an idea. All right, here's, here's number four, then we'll go to music. Number four is effective people don't rush. They are rushless. They don't rush. Now, they, here's a little mantra. Things always take longer when you rush. Things always take longer when you rush. So I, I was explaining this to uh, Ruby, my, my eight-year-old daughter, about uh, she, she got her laundry folded by uh, Kim and gave it to her, and I came up, and it's still sitting on the floor waiting to be put away, and, and uh, said to her, you know, if you, if you just, as soon as you get that, if you just put it away, it's done. She said, oh, I haven't got time. It's an eight-year-old, an eight-year-old saying, I haven't got time. So explaining to her that this, I said, okay, I want you to put it away and I want you to take your time. Take your time, put it away. Don't rush it. And she said, hang on, you want me to put it away, you want me to do it quickly, but you don't want me to rush. Yep, that's it. And, and the reason is when you, when you rush, you invariably take shortcuts. And what might be a three-minute job, you could shortcut to a minute. But then five minutes later, you've got to come back or five days later, whatever it is, and do it properly. So in other words, that, that three-minute job has become a 15-minute job because you're rushed. So people who are always disorganized invariably are people who rush. They feel like they are in a rush. They feel like they haven't got, a haven't got the time to wash up their coffee cup or their teacup or their plate or their knife or their fork. They feel like, I'll get to it later. There's a rush. There's a, there's a sense of urgency. The couch is calling. I've got to get back quickly to the couch and watch TV. Hang on a minute. Take the three minutes and wash your, cu your coffee cup, your teacup, your plate, your spoon, your knife, whatever, and it's done. And that's how effective people think. They take their time. They don't rush so effective people have a habit of establishing routines regular times for things regular places for things effective people have the habit 
of not rushing. They take their time. They get it right the first time. Whenever you rush, it always takes longer, Cameron. Let's come back after this music break and we'll go through the next three habits of effective people. Oh, I don't, I don't uh, mind this subject today at all with uh, Dr. Andrew Cool, but I hope you're enjoying it as well. More coming up after this here on your listener-supported station, WFM. And that's Chicago. Pizza Tierra, of course, on uh, lead vocals there on the song You're the Inspiration. And uh, we're, um, it's a very inspirational uh, talk today, I must say, that we are looking at uh, with Dr. Andrew Corbett today. Um, today he's um, obviously talking about um, five aspects of um, inspirational people, so to speak. And let's continue with more. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's effective people i i guess we sometimes look at people who can achieve things and put them in the you know they're really up there on a pedestal superstar status but i actually think everyone has the potential to be more effective than they currently are they have the potential to be able to achieve things that they never thought they could achieve not by necessarily becoming a superstar but by making just some very small adjustments things like routine things like having a regular time for your your sleep, your your meals, uh, a, a regular routine where you uh, you won't allow your circumstances to dictate to you what your day is always going to look like. So that you'll have the routine of perhaps reading, or the routine of perhaps just being. Um, quiet or whatever it is you, you have these routines and i think that those are important if you want to be effective if you want to be busy and always active and not actually getting much done don't worry about your routines just be just stay up all hours get up when you feel like it eat when you kind of want to and just live a life that's unregulated and you're almost guaranteed not to be effective but if you want to be effective, you've got to establish routines. And this will be a shock for some people. And learning how to do little things like, you know, Mike, where do you put your car keys? When you come home, where do you put your car keys? Where do you have a routine for what you do? Now, some people, as soon as they hear the word routine, they think boring. But I tell you what, it's, it's the boring people in this world who are often the most helpful. <laughs> These are the people who take the time, you know, when, when it's uh, university exams, it's the boring people who have a routine of study. They are the ones who knuckle down and pass their medical exams that when you're rushed into ER, um, they are the boring people who did their work and they are the boring people who know the routines to fix you up so that you don't die. Thank God for boring people, if that's what you mean by boring. But I, I, I think we, we have this idea that people who have routines are, you know, dry, dull, boring, and, and maybe, but life is so much better when you're actually getting things done and you're not frustrated that you're not getting things done. And so people who are in business for themselves, they need to have routines, routines where they they maintain their business, they follow through with customers, they invoice, they do all that kind of thing. If a business doesn't have routines, 
it cannot be effective as a business. Many people are very good. Many tradesmen are very good at what they do, but they fall down in this area of self-organization and having routines. That's, that's the first thing. Second thing, or number four, is don't rush. Don't rush. Now, that doesn't mean you don't get things done quickly, but there is a difference between being methodical, getting it done efficiently, getting it done straight away, and rushing. Whenever you rush, it always takes longer. So take your time, get it done right. Now, you might look at your bedroom and think, oh, man, this thing will never be tidy. Okay, make a start. Don't rush. Make a start and then develop the routine that you're not going to drop things on the floor. If it's dirty, if it's laundry, put it in a laundry basket. Perhaps there are some people who don't own a laundry basket. Well, that might be one of the first steps to developing a routine. Go down to the store, grab a laundry basket, whatever it is, and begin to have that as a routine and start, start with some of these very basic things. Lots of very cheap ones at Bunnings, let me tell you. Oh, is that right? Yes, I've been there myself. Okay, well, (laughs) all right, here's number three. So number five was routines. Number four was don't rush. Number three is this is what I've noticed very, very effective people do. They relate well to others. People who are very effective always seem to have time for people. Now, this is what I've discovered, Cameron, that even people who might consider themselves to be awkward not that great with relationships they'll say that yet notice what they're doing they're telling you that in other words they're relating to you they they actually aren't as bad as they make out they they have an ability to build relationships and the the good news here is that building relationships is based on communication that's that's almost the grist mill of it you actually have to have uh just an ability to hold a conversation go to our download section and you'll see some helpful tips on how to do that but these people who've worked hard they've they've worked at at taking an interest in others even in the midst of their busyness you know life life requires that we we have a certain level of productivity but these are people that recognize developing relationships building relationships saying hello to people taking the time to chat with someone you're walking by on the street going to the staff parties going to the christmas parties these aren't a waste of time the these these moments are highly effective times they are times where you can build bridges with people build contacts with people and what happens is uh, people who have developed this habit will come to a point in their life where they will need help and they will need help from someone that they can go, oh, I reckon Fred can help with this. I was chatting with Fred the other day and he said whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So in other words, they they end up being able to not only develop friendships, but they they build these key relationships with people so that when when they need help, particularly expert help, they've got someone they can go to. So effective people know how to 
relate to other people. They know they know how to just take the time to stop and say, G'day, how are you going? How's the kids? How's... And remember a detail. Oh, you were going away on a holiday. How was your holiday? That kind of thing. Um, how's your health? I remember you saying you had a bit of a issue there. How's that going? And they build that relationship. And because they build that relationship, there will, there, there will come points in their life where they need the help of that person and it's it's given at that at that point so that's something that effective people do so counting down again number five routines effective people establish routines uh, number four they don't rush number three they relate and these are things that i think parents can teach their children so that the the children learn the value of these things as well cameron we'll come back after the news cameron and we'll count down the next two things that highly effective people do as a matter of habit. Great, sounds good. All right, here's the latest UCB News. It's nine o'clock. We're uh, talking to uh, Dr. Andrew Corbett this morning. Uh, I hope you're enjoying uh, the program so far. Here he is. Yeah, well, we're talking about becoming a little bit more organised so you're able to actually achieve something. Sometimes we get to the end of a day and we've been very busy but we haven't actually got anything done. And this is what I've noticed, is that there are people who are not just busy, they're actually effective, and there's a difference. One is a lot of activity. The other one is activity that actually translates into accomplishment. So here's, the, the, we, we count down five to one. Five was highly effective people are people who establish routines. They they do things regularly. They have uh, annual routines. They have monthly routines, weekly routines, daily routines. They, they, they value the power of routines. Routines can help you leverage your effectiveness. They are, it is interest in the bank when you establish routines that you can stick to. Number four is they don't rush. Whenever you rush, it always takes longer. So by not rushing, you're able to achieve more. It doesn't mean you're not getting things done quickly. In fact, I would argue that if you don't rush, you're going to get things done far quicker than if you did. So in other words, if you want to help your children to perhaps tidy their room, tell them, put your things away, but take your time. Now, you may feel you haven't got they haven't got a lot of time but if you tell them that the tendency is to put them in a position where they're now going to rush and they're going to take shortcuts they're going to throw things in the cupboard rather than fold things and put things away in the cupboard and so on number three effective people relate to other people they don't see people as a nuisance they don't see people as a hindrance they see people as as a as a way to be more effective because maybe you could help them and they understand that whatever you sow, you reap. They understand that whatever you want, you give it away. So perhaps someone comes to them and says, look, I need your advice. You go, sure, and you, and you share your advice. Well, the way life works is that whatever you sow, you reap because there might come a time when you need their advice and they're happy to give it because sowing and reaping you, you you help them they'll help you it's just a principle that effective people understand and then here's where we where we come down to the last two number two uh, 
uh, effective people resolve to complete tasks. They resolve to finish things. So uh, highly ineffective people, and I might say this includes people who are always busy, always in a rush, never seem to have enough time because they're always doing something, they, they never seem to get things finished. Whereas effective people will ensure that, th- that they have a resolve, hang on, I, I won't start that yet because I'm going to finish this. And I've noticed, Cameron, that there, there are some people that just have not made it a habit to finish things. They, they don't finish the, the many things that they've already got underway or they, or they start, whereas effective people do. Uh, I was faced with some opportunities a couple of months ago to do something and I had already started a, a, a course and in fact I this this year I've done some further study um, at, at um, graduate level and I did I've done five exams this this year which is not a big deal but but during that time, I was faced with some opportunities that I, I could have taken advantage of. But I'm, I understand this, that to be effective, you've got to finish what you start. So one of the things I resolved was, no, I want to be like effective people. So rather than taking on this new thing, I determined, no, I'm going to finish this. And I was able to finish the course and complete the five exams, which was really, really tough for me but I was able to do it and now I'm able to do you know commit and and do better at this other thing because I've finished something it's a really good habit to finish things in fact uh, I was talking with someone <clears throat> recently who's probably listening now who had started a couple of craft things and was was you know, there were, there were certain things going on in their life. And I mentioned that there's a tremendous sense of satisfaction that comes from finishing things that you've started. Finish something that you've started. So they went back and finished uh, one of the two craft projects that they had had sort of on the go for the last 12 months. And it did. It brought a, a tremendous sense of achievement. So effective people have a habit of finishing things they resolve to complete things people who are always starting new things are, are rarely effective rarely effective so this is one of the habits of effective people they know how to finish what they start they, they resolve I'm going to complete this and I'm going to finish this so um, thank God for people like that Cameron because if Indeed. if if uh, we had lots of things that were started but not finished, th- this world would be far worse as a result. I think of St Paul's Cathedral in London. I don't know if you've ever been to London, Cameron? No, nope, not at all. Uh, I don't know My if you My parents have. <clears throat> oh, well, that's the same then. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cameron, 
in London, one of the, the centrepieces of the city of London with its magnificent architecture is St Paul's Cathedral. Now, here's a trivia question that you might get asked at a trivia night. Do you know who oversaw the construction of St Paul's Cathedral? Uh, no. Sir Christopher Wren. Now, okay. Sir Christopher Wren was considered a, a genius by the time he was 21 and he had no training in architecture at all but he was the he was the now what was he the surveyor general i think of the city of london appointed by the king and he was asked to over, oversee the because the great fire of london destroyed the old st paul's and he was asked to rebuild st paul's cathedral so without any architectural training at all, he designed what is now St. Paul's and it's considered today to be one of the, the architectural masterpieces of, of the world. But it took him a long time. It, it, the, it, it, was, it was decades and decades and decades of time that it took for this vision for St. Paul's to be completed. Now, Cameron, you're probably way too young, since you you know you're just a kid, really, oh. to remember the construction of the Sydney Opera House. But there would be people listening now who remember the controversy around the Sydney Opera House. Now, if I was to ask you, Cameron, how long did it take to build the Sydney Opera House? The answer would be, well, I wasn't around, as you said. That's so, correct. That's yes. the answer. The answer is, I have no idea, Andrew. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm just a kid. <laughs> just a kid. Cameron, it took decades, and in fact, arguably, it's still not finished. They never actually finished it, according to, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Ulf, uh, what's his name's designs. But it took decades. In fact, not only did it take decades, there was massive cost overruns, and it became a political football where they were almost going to abandon the project halfway through because it had just taken millions and millions and millions of dollars. Well, today, Cameron, no one begrudges the time it took or the expense that it involved to get it done. Because if you've ever been to uh, Sydney Harbour and walked around the Opera House, which you can do, it's breathtaking. It's inspiring. Yes, I've it's, been there, I've done that. It's, it's a magnificent place. And there are many, many stories like that. We, we are playing uh, a segment on YFM at, at the Top Project where uh, the, the young fella tells the story of the Eiffel Tower how that was put up for an event and people were outraged and disgusted that this ugly eyesore over the city of Paris, you know, should be allowed to stand and they were going to take it down and all the rest of it. Well, they completed it and people changed their minds. And there are so many things in life like that where you, too many people give up on the third lap of a four-lap race. And there are, there, are, there are many people who are listening to this right now and they've started things. They've started books, they've started projects, and they haven't finished them. I, I was given a book by someone uh, who said, look, I, I, 
I really would like you to read this. I started reading it. I did not enjoy it at all. But I realized effective people finish what they start. And so I made a commitment that I would finish this book. And as the more I read it, the more I didn't enjoy it. In fact, I found myself arguing with the author and writing little argument notes in the, on the, in the margin. But I made a commitment that based on the fact that I know effective people finish what they start. And so I finished the book. And I think so much of life is going to be like that. You're going to start things. You're going to lose your passion for it. You're going to lose your enthusiasm for it. But it's important that you finish it. It's important that you see it through because it's in doing things like that where maybe you haven't got a passion for it, you don't enjoy it anymore, but what it does is in you and it makes you a more effective person. You begin to develop the habits of what an effective person is. Cameron, we've got one more and we'll come back after this music break with the fifth and final habit, the number one habit of highly effective people. There we go. True Colours, the version there from Phil Collins and Babyface at 9.23. We're talking with Dr. Andrew Corbett today about the five habits of effective people. And uh, so far, I really like what you're saying. Yeah, good, Cameron. I think getting organised, it takes work and it takes habits. And this is a, a, a key word because... It takes around about 40 days to break a habit and 40 days to replace a habit. So part of the journey is if, if you hear these things and you go, yeah, look, boy, that makes sense. I, I think I want to become effective. I, I'm going to begin to cultivate and develop these habits. I'll tell you what it's going to look like. You're going to stumble. You're going to you know, go well day one. Day two, you might stumble. But this is the point. It takes about 40 days to establish a habit, 40, 42 days, six, around six weeks. So what that means is take heart. Even if you did well day one, you didn't do so well day two, that's okay. Pick it back up again day three and keep having a go. Keep, keep trying to develop these things as habits. Part, you know, If you can embrace all of them, they're all very closely linked. Don't rush. Take your time. You know, it, it, the the story, the classic story of the rabbit and uh, the turtle or the tortoise and the hare is, is one to keep in mind. You know, the tortoise just kept going. The hare, the rabbit, you know, would rush and stop, rush and stop and eventually stopped and then realized it was going to take him longer than it was the tortoise. So there's a lot of life, I think, that's like that, that you just, you just need to keep going. You stumble, you make a mistake, you don't get it right. That's okay. Pick yourself back up, get back in the game, try again. And you'll see that even after the 40 days, you'll still have moments where, you know, if it's a matter of putting your keys in a regular spot, yeah, you might put your keys down, you know, and you, you'll go, oh, I'm still doing that. Well... These are habits that you you have to establish. Uh, learning to put things away in your car, you know. Um, I I have different sunglasses in my car camera. I have sunglasses that I have for driving. I have sunglasses that I have for walking around. I have sunglasses that I have for playing sport. And I have a compartment in the center of my car where I put my sunglasses. So it's just a li- just the little things 
like that that help you to get organised. And especially if you're going to be tradesmen in business, you, you especially, business people especially need to develop the habits of being effective. This is just not negotiable. You really, really need to do this. Okay, so we've got routines, rush less, don't rush. Three, relate. Number two we just saw is that they resolve to complete tasks. Here's number one. The number one habit of effective people is that they have learned to rely on the grace of God. Rely on on the grace of God. These people are humble enough to say, I need help, and I need help from a divine source. So if you want to be truly effective, you'll recognize that you need help from God. They have learned that their reliance on God is, is is a thing that they have to develop. It's, it's cultivated daily. They understand that the reading of Scripture does far more than stimulate their mind. It nourishes their soul and it helps them to become effective spiritually. And it's when you're effective spiritually in, the, in those what we might call crunch times that you're able to depend on God. You're able to draw strength from God, a strength that is alien to you, a strength that's not your own, a strength that's borrowed strength. But it's given to you without without interest, without the need to repay it. It's a wonderful gift. This is why we call it grace. God is able to give you strength to to do the very things that you need to do. That's the grace of God. So effective people come come to that point in their life where they cry out to God for help and they've made that a habit. Now I know that there are some people who probably think this is an indication of weakness and they may feel that when they've done it, they have been weak or inefficient or ineffective. But I want to say it's exactly the opposite. If you are the kind of person who has lived the kind of life where you find yourself continually crying out to heaven for help, you're actually doing something extremely effective. You are receiving uh, grace and help where you you have not got it within yourself so there's there's nothing wrong with that at all in fact it's it is one of the habits of effective people that they turn to God what, what's interesting is how many exceptionally high flyers if we were to have a moment of quiet honesty with them and say do you pray I, I would be I would not be amazed, I would not be shocked, I would not be surprised if we heard from the majority of these political and business and social enterprise leaders who said, yeah, I pray, yeah, too right I pray. I'm often praying, I'm often asking for wisdom that I don't have, strength I haven't got, and help that I need from a divine source, from God himself and and he offers that and for the Christian we have the the encouragement and the hope from God's word in 1 Peter 5 7 that says cast all your cares on him because he cares for you it's a wonderful promise that if we cast all our cares on him it's a great habit to get into to rely on the grace of God Cameron so Cameron there's five habits of effective people that 
involve routines, don't rush, relate to others along the way, resolve to complete tasks, and rely on the grace of God. Cameron, I'll be back next week. I do want to thank our listeners so much for their wonderful support of our Growing Family Appeal that we held the other week. Uh, Your support is just overwhelming. It it enables us to see through to the end of the year. It's just, just wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll be back next Wednesday.